New York City. Saturday, March 25, 1911. One of those sparkling early spring afternoons New Yorkers so enjoy after a cold, dreary winter. Under the cloudless blue sky, strong, bracing gusts of wind blew across Manhattan Island from the East River. The air smelled fresh and clean, and it felt good to be alive. It would also be a day of tragedy that would weigh on the hearts of witnesses and survivors for the rest of their days. People flocked to Washington Square, a ten-acre park named for our first president. A century earlier, the site was a wasteland on the city's northern outskirts. Back then, it served as a cemetery for unclaimed bodies and the poorest when they died. Even today, the bones of some 20,000 people lie under its lawns and paths. After the cemetery closed in 1825, a group of elegant townhouses called The Row rose on the north side of the square. This area lay in the country, and the rich spared no expense to escape there from the bustling city. Although the row still exists, by 1911, Washington Square had become a green oasis amid grimy factories and immigrant neighborhoods. On this Saturday, families from the tenements strolled the tree-lined paths. Children ran around, played on the grass, or stood on the playground swings and flew to the moon. Lovers walked hand in hand. Students from nearby New York University sat on the benches reading, thinking great thoughts, arguing, flirting. Miss Frances Perkins, 31, was visiting a friend at her home in the row. A social worker by profession, Perkins led the Consumers League, an organization devoted to improving working conditions in factories. The two women were about to have tea when they heard fire engines. Opening the front door, they saw smoke rising behind a New York University building across the street from the east side of the square. The top three floors of an adjoining ten-story building at the corner of Washington Place and Green Street were ablaze. These floors housed the Triangle Waste Company, a manufacturer of shirtwaists, a kind of women's blouse that was at the height of fashion. Hearts pounding, the friends ran across the square, joining the crowd racing toward the smoke. Moments later, they came upon a scene that seared itself into their souls. By twos and threes, workers, some with their hair and clothes on fire, were jumping from the windows. We got there just as they started to jump. Perkins recalled in 1961, the 50th anniversary of the disaster, I shall never forget the frozen horror which came over us as we stood with our hands on our throats watching that horrible sight, knowing that there was no help. The firemen kept shouting for them not to jump, but they had no choice. The flames were right behind them, for by this time the fire was far gone. Within minutes, 146 workers died broken on the sidewalk, suffocated by smoke, or burnt in the flames. Most were young women, ages 14 to 23. 
nearly all recent immigrants, Italians and Russian Jews. Dubbed the Triangle Fire for 90 years, it held the record as New York's deadliest workplace fire. Only the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center took more lives.